0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? Now, in this episode, we do have a fun conversation regarding the state of smartphone cameras, and it is uh, with Jaime Rivera. Now, there's a segment at the end of this episode. I'm going to put it after the outro, so you're probably going to see that there's still some uh, episode left, even after I do the final outro, as usual. Uh, that particular segment was originally our check-in, which turned into a larger discussion about our current situations and the state of coronavirus Uh, now in regards to that I do want to just tell everybody please send your thoughts and prayers out to Jaime because it seems that his mother is sick with if not that's something and uh, if you follow him on social media well you can get an update on uh, the situation as it is at the moment because when we were talking about this this was before his mother was admitted to the hospital so uh, please do send all of your love to Jaime and just Jaime brother hopefully everything is uh, gonna turn out all right and that your mother recovers from whatever it is that she's dealing with at the moment Uh, in any case though please do send your thoughts and prayers out to him and for now we do have this episode for you regarding things like the oneplus nord and also the state of smartphone cameras which of course includes a little bit of discussion as to why the iphone seems to always come up in these conversations regardless of who we're talking to Uh, but in any case we're gonna go ahead and get into it enjoy this episode and take care of each other everybody the last two weeks we've had a couple of other guests on and OnePlus has been pumping out their content. They've been pumping out their teasers. They did an entire... They basically They basically let the cat out of the bag with Marques Brownlee. So we know what the Nord looks like. And we know what to expect at this point. I guess I wanted to get your we reaction. Hope we,
1: we hope we know what the Nord looks like. Because... I, I don't know. Do you think that that was actually the device? What do you think? That's a good
0: question, actually. Yeah, because who knows? Like they might have been showing like a concept or something like that. But my question to you is actually: Have you watched their documentaries, uh, their Instagram ones, and all Not,
1: that? I've I've I watched the last one. Okay. I haven't watched the first ones. Diego has watched them, but I haven't watched them all.
0: So that's okay because we already reacted to the first one. I'm just curious what you think about OnePlus's approach. This is this is how we'll warm up for the actual topics.
1: Here's the thing, Josh. I think that th- one of the things that that Carl said in that last episode is, or I don't know if it was in the podcast or in the episode, is like how flagships are like their Halo product. And, you know, companies give a lot of importance to the flagship and they don't do the same for the mid-ranger.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I think I do believe that that's a mistake. I do believe, you know, if companies, with the exception of Apple, and not even with the exception of Apple. Apple sells more iPhone 11s and iPhone 10Rs than they do in iPhone SEs than they do sell 11 Pros and 11 Pro Maxes. I do believe that companies do need to change the perspective, like the approach where it's like, why do only flagships have to be aspirational? Yeah. Like, why is it, and I I get it, you're going to make more premium out of the flagship, but you're not going to sell the same amount of volume. And so regardless, I think it's a balancing game where on one, we're going to sell a lot of products, you know, not making the same amount of margin. Or on the others, we're going to make a lot of margin, not the same amount of sales. So why do we have to, you know, not care care about the Galaxy A51 or the Galaxy A71? or you know i don't think that that's the way it should be i do believe that i i like what they're doing obviously we're going to have to see the product to to get to know if it's going to you know if it's really going to live up to all the hype cuz that's all that's the other thing we were talking about with you. yeah i have my invitation thrown around there somewhere yeah i think oh no i think i left it oh no here it is boom yep <laughs> we are ready for a few days from now yeah <laughs> but here's the thing like i i do believe i think that this is what companies need to start doing we go back to the topic that's at the end of this video where like our economies are not um you know i i've had a few friends reach out there a lot of people are struggling man a lot of people are struggling and i do believe you know the, the the need for products the need for phones continues to be the same and i think that we do need to be a little more realistic about what people will care about buying and what people won't. Uh if you think about it when the original iPhone came out it was literally literally right before the the collapse of 2008. Mm-hmm. Um and then you know smartphones to a certain degree kept that you know they did they weren't too expensive. They they were not cheap but they were you know acceptable enough and I I do think that this whole idea of $1000 phones I I think that even Apple is going to move away from it, man. I, I you know, they, they have the product that people are willing to pay for it. That's great. But they they understand that people cannot pay this amount of money. And so I like this approach for OnePlus. I do, I do want to see more of it. And I hope the yeah. product makes it. You know, lives up to the hype, I guess. This
0: actually, this actually reminds me because uh, our our buddy TK, who I went with, uh, I went with him on a lovely walk of the Huntington Gardens yesterday, and we were just sort of talking through some of this stuff. He did a podcast this morning with Issa as his guest. And they started talking about, like, the Pixels and all that, why the 4a is still not here, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what, as far as I'm concerned, like, it sucks that it's not here yet. But here's what I'm hoping Google does, because we're getting these rumors that the Pixel 5 might not have a 8-series chipset. It might be 7-series, all these things. Well, you know what, if all the Pixels came out this year and they were all under 750, I actually think that would be fine. That they're saying... You know, here's our best features, but if you don't, if you can't afford it, here's a 4.99. Here's a 3.99 phone. Um, but if they're all under 750, I think that actually plays into
1: what you're saying: is that they're actually they're actually propping up the mid-range game a little bit. Let me ask you this: What Snapdragon processor is the iPhone currently rocking? None. <laughs> it- None, yeah. <laughs> None. Um, yes, their chip is really good. Yeah. Like, you cannot deny how good their chip is. Uh, but, dude, like, how much RAM is on an iPhone? Two, four, four the gigs of RAM. RAM. Four gigs of RAM. How much, Like, like, I do have a debate with the storage options and everything, but <laughs> I think that Apple is proof that if you here, this is the beauty of about apple and it's i have to give them props for their work you know in the end we know that the microsoft way of doing pcs ended up becoming the most popular way you know we partner intel you know hp microsoft does the operating system the biggest problem is when you don't control the operating system yourself when you don't control a lot of elements of it you end up with a product that's okay but then you require more. This is like, uh, and, and I think the companies really need to. I'll give you an example, and I'm sorry that I'm, I'm, I'm steering a bit off, but I'll, I'll explain why. I used to own a Honda Accord 2004. To fill it up, you needed to fuel it with 17 gallons, and those 17 gallons would last me a week, and I would only go to the gym with a damn thing. <laughs> like that would, you know, and your typical go out and this and that 17 yeah. gallons, a 2.4 liter. Right now, I own a Honda Accord 2018 in New York, and that one, I can only fill it up with 11 gallons, and those 11 gallons will last me for two weeks. Mm. Literally, I drive 40, no, wait, I drive 60 miles a day, somewhere around there. So it's not exactly two weeks, it's a little, uh, probably a little less, but... Car companies have realized that you cannot be taxing the consumer with the gas guzzling mentality. You just cannot. You cannot throw the cost of the consumer for your inability to make things more efficient. Yes. And so, you know, people, you can do it so long as $2 gas exists. But what happens when you get electric cars? What happens when you get another oil crisis? And so these companies realized at the beginning I think it was at the beginning of the Obama administration with the whole dip in in the economy and everything that the only way out was to make more efficient cars mm-hmm. if not you know right now the biggest problem for for oil for electric cars is I don't think it's really the infrastructure as much as $2 gas, which I know is not the case in California, but it is in New York. <laughs> like right now, gas is $2. And so why would you pony up so much money for a Model 3 when you can spend almost $10,000 less for a much bigger car with the Honda Accord and you can literally, f- I, fill, I fill that car with 28 bucks, mm-hmm. And 28 bucks that's literally 56 I spend 56 to $70 a month well
0: fuel a, well I, I love the analogy too because it's it's moving away from this whole idea that because okay for many years now smartphones have definitely been luxuries there's a certain level of it that is definitely luxuries but if we're going to get into the mid-range game and start prioritizing specific features of it that makes it less of a luxury item and more of a practicality item and it's way more important to have that and the reason why i bring up the pixel uh, analogy is because i feel like we just got an example of what a phone with, let's say, a 765G can be like that still provides a unique-slash-good experience in certain places and be priced under 750 and that's the Vivo X50 Pro right here. <laughs> this is under $700, and it, it, they still call it a Pro. <laughs>
1: like, um, I, I, I still haven't had enough time with it. That's the reason why we don't have a video, I, you know, because I'm in Honduras. It took a little extra for me to get the phone. I have to tell you, dude... I'm impressed. I am really impressed at what we have here. Mm-hmm. Really, really impressed. Uh, here's the thing. This is what we need. This is it. Mm-hmm. Right here. If the Snapdragon 800 series is too expensive, if 5G is too expensive, I'm sorry. Like, like we did a poll the other day in the community tab, and people were like, I would rather get the same power on LTE for less money than to pay for 5G. Right now, 5G is not providing the amount of value that people are looking for in order to be able to pay, and especially not in a pandemic. So right now, trust me, companies need to survive. Mm -hmm. Airlines, smartphone makers, all these companies, they need to survive, dude. And so they're, like right now, if they have to put 5G on hold for a year and come out with phones like this, Dude, this is it. So this is the reason why I'm actually, I'm not saying that I think that the OnePlus Nord is a great phone or not. We don't know yet. Yeah. But if this is any indication, because Vivo to a certain degree is like a cousin to Mm -hmm. OnePlus, I guess, um, I have to say this is exactly what we need. China is the perfect example, dude, over there, yes, iPhones are very popular. And this is, there's a big demographic of people that can afford them. But for everybody else, dude, in China, they are, they understand that if the phone is not powerful and affordable, they're not going to sell. Yeah. And so right now, we need companies that are smart and efficient. And by that, I mean, give, let me give you an example of a very smart and efficient company. It's called Apple. <laughs> Apple. They're able to make a phone. And they control the supply chain so well that they're able to make their profits in the way they, they negotiate their parts in advance, And then they, like, they're, I, I can already imagine Tim Cook going to their software guy, to Craig, and being like, it's not my problem, dude. This is what the engineering department's going to provide. You have to figure out how to make your software efficient enough to run on four gigs of RAM.
0: Because yeah.
1: this is the business model that we're doing. And so that is what you need. You, like, we don't need 12 gigs of RAM or 16 gigs of RAM. It's an Android problem. And so I love it when people are like, yeah, but Android is superior than iOS. And I'm like, no, it's not. How is, how is having an inefficient Honda Accord from 2004 better than having an efficient Honda Accord of 2018? <laughs> that is just, it's literally, am I doing the same thing? I am driving the same distance, actually less. I am actually more, and I am getting a lot more mileage for the same. And by the way, don't tell me that it's because it's a newer car versus an old one. No, actually, I'm talking within those periods of time. In 2004, when I bought that car brand new, that's how much I would spend. Mm -hmm. And back then, fuel was not as expensive as it is right now. Yeah, that's true. And I spend a lot less money on fuel now, and so that's the example. Companies really need to take responsibility either for Android or to figure out what to do with Android, mm-hmm. and I think that Google is, is is the first company that needs to do it. And I think they've done it to a certain degree with Android eleven. I don't know about you. Have you tried the beta? Dude, yeah. my battery life on on that Pixel four XL is epic. Like epic
0: now. Oh, I can't really, I can't really provide an analog because I'm the guy who deliberately went to the 3A. So I can't really say that battery life is any better or any worse oh, because it was be already cheap. pretty bad to Damn. begin with. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like, I I think it's a great example of this, uh, this Vivo is of just how... This is a thought that I've been having since the Velvet. Because we all thought that the 765G was going to be like mid-range. It's going to provide a modicum of the same performance that we want from the 865. Wrong. I think that's actually wrong now. Because it's actually a good processor. And this phone has been proving it. I actually like the performance on these two phones so far. So whatever phones the, end up the, the, having it now or in the future... Mm-hmm. It'll drive the price down a little bit, but most people won't even feel the difference. Even we sometimes will not feel the difference.
1: I feel like the problem is people don't remember how these lineups were born. The Snapdragon 600 and 800 series were both born at the same time. Mm-hmm. They, if you, if you remember, Galaxy S4 and Galaxy Note 3. That's when they were born, and so we had the Snapdragon 600 for the Galaxy S4. We had the Snapdragon 800. For the Galaxy Note 3. This is when they were born. And so yes. this was like that moment where the Note was differentiated. But back then, I remember that we were we were told when we were briefed that it's not that one processor like the, the eight hundred was going to be more efficient about certain things. And so I do remember that the note had a significantly better battery life than the S. But other than that, like they did not feel at all different. Um mm-hmm. and so exactly. I f- I feel that the 700 series, ha- you know, it gets a lot of things right. If I remember, it shares the same ISP with the 800. So you get the same photos, same photo quality is being able to be tinkered by them. Um, you won't get the same 5G. I don't think you'll have support for millimeter wave only for sub six, I believe. But then oh, almost everything, it's literally almost an 800 without the cost. And this is what smartphone companies are are, are needing to do. And I think that Qualcomm needs to be very smart about it because, I mean, look at what Apple is doing with Intel, dude. Look <laughs> at that, man. Oh, my God. was like, oh, it's like, God, oh, they were owned. And so <laughs> you've been hearing years of excuses from Intel. Go, we go back to the same topic of conversation that we had at the beginning of this recording, at, which is going to be at the end of this podcast, that companies mm-hmm. like Apple, like, excuses are money. You can't deal with that. So it's one of those things where it's like, I, I remember when I used to work in UPS, when they started the airline, uh, they they moved the base to, UP, to Louisville, Kentucky, which I love Louisville, Kentucky, by the way. I really wish I could go back. Um, and so, dude, they were looking for a fuel provider that could do the job. And they looked and they looked. Nobody could. You know what UPS ended up doing? They started launching their own freaking fuel company that's what nice. they had to do they had to put matters into their own hands and so if the market can provide the capability great but if the market can't and see this is one of the reasons why i feel so sad that windows phone is dead because if there was one very efficient mobile operating system it was windows phone the the funny part is that now windows 10 is free sort of well sort of not really sort of but right now, like, this is when we need Windows Phone again. Right now, this is when it has to happen. We need an efficient operating system. And it was Windows Phone. They literally took, they copied pretty much the parts from Apple. If you remember, you could use a, a second-tier uh, processor. You could use very little RAM, and that phone ran like a champ. Yeah, Windows Phone was great.
0: It just and was so the lack of it, it was just a lack of support from all the other third parties that kind of it,
1: it was the lack of support, and I also feel that they got their you they, they got their user interface too much in their head. Like, <laughs> all right, guys, like enough with the live tiles, they're cool, but they don't have to be everything. Yeah. Enough with the big text, it's cool, but it doesn't have to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but think about it, like great photography was first in Windows Phone. Think about it, very efficient user interface and dark mode was born in Windows Phone, even if I hated it to death back then. (laughs) But it was born there, like so many great ideas came from it. I don't think Android is the solution and it's not because it's bad. It's because the creator, which is Google, really needs to rethink android if they want oems to be able to launch good android phones with very li- with with less parts meaning less ram less this less that in order for phones to be more efficient because this is the only way these companies are going to be able to make money it's mm-hmm. the only way the yeah. the ex- the exception is if the is if the companies are able to control their app stores which only happens in china in every other country, it's Google play, and because it's Google play, Google gets the profits and so like it's like stripping down smartphone oems more and more where Apple has the whole banana they make the parts they get everything and they also own the app store like literally dude like the iphone is is it's just the perfect example of how business is supposed to be done mm, literally that's fair um all right so I'll take this
0: opportunity to segue into our main topics for today the uh since we Started talking about the X50 Pro. Uh, the Pro. There's a Pro Plus. There's a regular X50. But the whole point of us having the Pros is because it actually tried to introduce a new feature with camera. So here's my segue from the X50 Pro. Uh, good performance, I'll say. The 765G is doing its job. Have you used the camera a lot? And what are your thoughts on it so far? we got this gimbal. I this...
1: have. I have, but not enough. Okay. And I'm, I'm a little disappointed. that This thing can only do 1080p from the selfie camera. I'm like... Okay, that's part of what we're going to talk about, the state of cameras. I'm like, like, you were the chosen one, for Christ's sake. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have a gimbal in my camera. I'm like, oh, crap. And, And I started recording, and then I flipped the camera to the selfie. And I'm like, you guys know what vlogging is, man. Like, we need that selfie camera to do the same damn thing. So this is a perfect
0: example. So okay, so before we get to that part, like, just thoughts on the gimbal itself real quick, because it's basically OIS on steroids, like the actual parts are moving around in there. And I tested it out, I went on like a mini hike of sorts. So I was, uh, I was not able to stabilize my stride, let's say, because I was climbing hills. Um, I think it was mostly fine, but I also think that people need to realize that a gimbal that is this small, even a gimbal that is handheld, like some of our Osmos and whatnot, you're still going to get the walk, the walking uh, feel from but it. But there's the, nothing
1: wrong with that. I mean, we're not doing Morticia Adams here either.
0: Yeah, true. Um, so I think it works, but people need to sort of measure their expectations a little bit.
1: Okay, so yes, I do believe that using the word gimbal is a little over the top. Yes. It's not really that much of a gimbal. Yes, but one of the things that I did see from your video that I also have experience with, with, my, with my time using it, which has only been a few days, is, okay, one of the biggest problems with Android is the codec. Uh, and the codec is what, you know, the lower the light, the more the warping you're gonna be mm-hmm. seeing. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that, uh, this guy, Mr. Who's the boss, Arun, he did a really good video that I highly also recommend you watch where you get to see the comparison with the ultra, for example, in very low light. And so that's the biggest problem with Android video where you don't, you don't deal with that on the iPhone. It uses a completely different technology and codec. And so that's the beauty of this phone. Like if you really do want to film handheld, this is the phone that you're supposed to get because it doesn't depend on EIS. My biggest complaint about Android is it's that EIS is not the solution. I do feel that this is, you know, having better hardware is the solution mm-hmm. because EIS has two major issues. The first one is that warping. It, it's literally trying to piece things together and it just doesn't do it. And so you're warping, you're walking and you see more in the plants and you see more in like the lines and that looks just terrible. It looks cheap. Yeah. The second problem is uh, the biggest problem with EIS is because it's to a certain degree predicting what you're doing. So let's just say the, the problem is it detects it in a smart way. And so if you're trying to film from the inside of your car to the outside, let's say somebody else is driving and you're trying to film from the inside to the outside and it's a bumpy road you'll notice that what's mo- what you know that the road is going to be stable but then your car's uh, dashboard oh, is yeah, gonna going to be moving in a different direction and yeah. i'm like no that looks terrible and so it looks really bad like if trust me i do this all the time on planes and it looks ridiculous yeah. and so this is why i feel that we need better hardware and probably you know props to vivo for two things one fitting all that hardware in here second I think the photos are fantastic honestly for for what it is. Third, dude, oh my god, like could you guys be hired by Samsung and just teach them how to do a, a camera? Uh,
0: yes. That is a great that's a great point because this is a very minimal phone for like all the stuff it's trying to do. And like we said earlier, that doesn't even include the processor because the processor doesn't need to be something crazy. But, yeah, this whole and thing. And what
1: did, think, what did you think about when you unboxed it? Because I was like, wow, this thing is like really slim, like, yeah. like it's taller.
0: I mean, we, we have it's our conversations
1: taller. about um,
0: curved displays and curves everywhere, but it actually works pretty well here. I'm not
1: a fan of that part, yeah. Well,
0: that, that's the funny part is that. Um, I give Vivo, I gave Vivo in my video a lot of credit because this is yet another Vivo phone that's trying something completely new. You remember the next three with the waterfall display, which we both were not big fans of because we just don't like that kind of display. But no. then the other problem I had with that phone is it was way too big. If you're going to make a waterfall display, it's probably better that we can grip the phone comfortably rather than having to reach everywhere. Um, but in any case, here you got the gimbal camera. And yeah, I mean, this looks really nice. It just makes me think and this is something I've been thinking for a while now. Why don't we just go nuts with the size of the sensors? If we can put if we can yeah. make this this big, why not make the whole thing a sensor so that we can get better low light, better um, just Dude, I'm just trying to remember who
1: tweeted it. I think it. I think it was David Ruddock who, t- who tweeted it from Android Police or somebody. They tweeted the image of the visor design of the Nexus 6P, and they were like, "That phone was. Just, that design was so ahead of its time." Yeah. and it's true. Can we just go back to the that da- that damn visor design right at the top? Like, why not? And just throw everything you want at that damn thing. Just fill it up with things. I don't care what you do, but you know this whole my problem with this hump in the corner is I get it. I know that Apple does their humps in the corner. You you guys don't you don't need to do the same thing, you know. You, you could totally be unique. Like I get it that the hump in the corner allows for a taller battery and that's the reason why Samsung moved to that design instead of the instead of the horizontal with the S10. I get that. But you could just make that make that horizontal design higher. And the good thing is when you put the phone on the table, it's not going to wobble like crazy. Like, (laughs) It's like, eh, come on. You can get that, right? Uh, I'm sorry to be that way. But honestly, one of the things that I liked about that uh, podcast, the Waveform podcast with CallPay, is when he was mentioning just how much more expensive phones become when they use curved displays, because their yield is very different to using a flat display. And so I'm like... Listen, people, uh even Samsung is moving away from curved displays. How yep. about if we just let's it was nice. It was great while it lasted. It was fantastic. How about if we just move away from that and you just spare me 50 bucks for my damn payment? I no, I think that people would prefer that. Like I don't know. Like we also did another poll on on um on the community tab. And we asked people, do you prefer curved displays or or flat? Dude, it was like 70, 75 to twenty five people preferred flat displays. Flat, mm. and like people, if people prefer flat displays, and you tell them that they're going to save fifty bucks in the price, shoot! Like I yeah, don't want we'll a take curved it. display. Yeah,
0: uh, you I mentioned don't care. one. I don't
1: want it to curve. So
0: you mentioned one thing earlier, as far as the cameras are concerned. Um, this is this is my problem too, and I feel like we're seeing it. In more and more phones. It's that the main sensor gets all the love, and I get that it should, especially if a phone is gonna be sub-750, let's say. But it really, I even asked them this in our meeting uh, when we were being briefed on this phone. Um, why is the ultra wide and even the other two lenses, why are they not able to do 4K recording? Why is it only the main sensor that can do it? Because 4K recording across the board is is it may not be important to like super general users but i think that it shows that we're 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 regressing a little bit and i get a little bit worried about that and you mentioned the front facing camera doesn't do 4k that's also a trend that we see front facing cameras just don't get as much love as the rear cameras whatsoever um so how do you feel about all of that
1: i don't know i it depends like i really like apple's approach where I'm sounding like such a fanboy, but I have to give them props for a few things. It one is also our next question, so this that, is good. <laughs> God, one of them is like, like if we're going to do an ultra wide and a telephoto, we're going to you know make things uniform across the board, no differences, because it's not just the problem of of you know which one gets the most love. It's and and Apple doesn't do it perfectly. Like there's no night mode on the ultra wide, for example, on the iPhone. Um, Actually, I started using the S10 Plus after you shipped it to me. Mm-hmm. I really have liked that the S10, the S20 Plus. I've really liked that phone a lot. It's like perfectly balanced, not too much, and all the cameras do the same thing. Um, and so I, I, I honestly I will stay away from a phone that doesn't offer all versatility from all the lenses. And that's that's another one of the things that I said here. It's like if you're gonna do it, just do the whole damn banana. I mean, why yeah. why would you limit, you know, and, and then you've got but then no company does it right. Like Samsung doesn't do eight K from all the cameras, they just do it from the primary. And they do it with this like really weird crop. But then, you know, I you know, I, I feel that companies also need to um consider a few things like for example if you're going to promote AK do it right if not don't do AK just don't do it um, yeah. i'll tell you vivo is doing this gimbal "quote unquote" right have you tried their their telephoto periscopic ah uh, yes but i don't have a whole lot of
0: thoughts on it like it's it's fine like i don't i'm not do really i don't get excited over zoom honestly i really don't
1: okay so i'm i'm going to give you the king of zoom right now which i've i've also been using
0: Oh, there you go.
1: The P40 Pro Plus. Yeah. Um, So this king of zoom, I did, the other day I did a comparison shot at 10x and then at 100x, which this phone only does until 60x. Thank God. You don't need more than that. Um, (laughs) Dude, like this phone, its optics are not bad at all for telephoto. It was the same amount of detail. I'll, I'll probably show you a couple of samples later, but... That I, I like that, that that's gotten right. That's fine. But you know, again, if you're going to cut things out from one of the sensors, then just, you know what, leave it in the drawing board for another year and just launch it whenever you get it right, you know? Yeah, I'm into that. Um, all right, so now we're going to go a little bit broader. so sad. I feel so sad about this P40 Pro Plus. Like, it's such a good phone. <laughs> it is such a good phone. It is such a bad phone because it doesn't have Android services. (laughs) The hardware finally met the
0: software, just like you're saying. And then I've I've
1: actually, I've, I've actually been able to, I've actually figured out ways around it, and I've been able to survive using this phone a lot. And I cannot tell you how much I love this phone and how (laughs) bad I feel for it not to be able to work. Because right now there is no camera like this one. No, it's like it literally tells the ultra slap like that. Mm-hmm. Boom. Sorry. Like, listen, here's how you do. Here's how you balance a large sensor here. Here's how you, you balance a telephoto. Forget about your hybrid stuff. This is it's 100x is not great. Again, it's like I don't think people I don't think Samsung should have ever bragged about 100x if they weren't <laughs> going to get if all you, you were going to get is like a potato phone. Like it's like literally watching Snapchat on Android. It's like the same thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much, which is the other reason why the whole front facing camera thing is is it, it, it boggles my mind because we're literally in the age of I, I know that it's it's a controversial term right now, but we're in the age of things like TikTok and IG stories and Snapchat and whatnot. And what is the vast majority of that content front facing camera? So like we need better front facing cameras in general. Anyway, so speaking of cameras in general, like you have you, you did say like you've been talking about the iPhone quite a bit. I do want to know and you've mentioned a couple of things there. Why is the iPhone usually the go-to smartphone creative tool? Like why do you, what do you think Apple truly did with those cameras to actually make it that go-to thing? Cuz we actually know people who film their B-roll using the iPhone, which I think is interesting.
1: <laughs> Fisher Michael is one of them. Like yep. he will literally he will do it. I've done it very repeatedly. Like I have videos where you won't be able to tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Um Obviously, certain conditions have to be met. Uh, So let me, here's the thing. If I showed you videos of my kids from 2010, Mm -hmm. you would not believe they they were filmed by an iPhone 4. iPhone 4. Um, And it's it's in my review of the 11 Pro. This is the 11 Pro Max. But in my review of the 11 Pro, I show show some clips of the videos. Um, Here's the thing. Apple was the first company to take – no, actually, Nokia was the first company to take photography seriously. They were the mm-hmm. first ones. That's true. Um, uh, and, and then, obviously, we saw the effects with Lumia's. Uh, but I, f- I think that Apple realized very early on that they weren't going to be able to make any money out of video, but they had to get it right. And so Apple, like, if you try to think about which phone did, like, they were late to video recording. I do remember that, that you couldn't (laughs) record video on an iPhone until the iPhone 3GS. Oh, yeah. And so, but here's the thing. And that was like an experiment. Like, all the videos from the 3GS were trash. I have a lot of them. But then you get the iPhone 4, and it's like, like, oh, my God. No stabilization whatsoever. That didn't come until the 4S. But dude like those videos the color the light i'm like what the that and it was the first phone to do 720p and so i think that they just have more prowess they have more experience at it and so there are a few things like the codec it has no warping I think that the second thing is just the way they handle dynamic range. Like Fisher makes a very funny point, and it's just so true. He's like, have you ever tried to balance? Like he uses a Fuji XT3 or a Sony A72, A7S2. You, for example, we have the GH5. We yeah. have the worst cameras when it comes to focus focusing. It's the worst. <laughs> it's so a- if I asked you. Like the other day, we did this clip with Diego for um, I was doing the Galaxy Note twi- the Galaxy Note 10 Plus after the buzz, and there was a clip where I had to walk to Diego and literally like Diego was holding the camera and I had to walk to him. But I'm like, how the hell am I gonna do this with a-? and knowing exactly where the where the focus point is? And so we had to throw something on the floor. I had to literally walk back, then walk towards it. And make sure that I was standing exactly where I had to stand. And then I was like, screw it. Pull out your iPhone. (laughs) And and that was it, dude. Like, it's just, I think that cameras really need to do one very important thing. Um, It's so smart, so phones are smarter than cameras. Cameras really need to work on the way they handle dynamic range Uh, because it's another thing like if you're going from a very dark environment to a bright one It'll take you forever to try to make that a versatile shot You'd Mm -hmm. have to be like automatically throw your ISO down and and boost your shutter speed because your camera's just gonna blow up Just think about that. Just think about if we were trying to record a clip in a bus and then we're exiting that bus Can you do it on a on a camera? on a standard camera, if you're using a bright lens, if you're using anything that's not the kit lens, and you're like at an f2.8, for example, and you're probably balancing for the inside, and so you're probably going to have to be at like ISO 500, like 400, 500 probably, your, 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 um, your aperture is going to be like f2.8, probably less. What happens the moment you want to step out of that bus following somebody? <laughs> Everything <laughs> goes like blue, <blown, laughs> white, white. Yep. Unless and then you're, you're gotta using, using the, like some
0: sort of, you got to hear the clicks of the wheels.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so do you have that problem with a phone? Yeah, you do not. True. The phone automatically adapts, and so that is the problem for filmmaking purposes. I feel that smart that cameras, cameras really should take some. Like, why are cameras still using pro- like cheap? Processors. Mm-hmm. Why can't cameras use a Snapdragon, for example, and start adding better code into the capabilities of the camera? I feel that these are things that the that, that certain markets like this one should really take advantage of. They don't. And so if I'm gonna vlog, I am going to be carrying my phone. If I am going to do the A-roll shots where it's me and I want some bokeh behind me and I okay, then I'll use a camera for that. Yeah. If I want better audio, yeah, I'll probably use a camera for that. But if it's like walk shots, dude, you can't beat a camera. You can't beat a phone right now. You just can't. There are cases where phones are better. Even for photography. Like if if I wanted to do so, if I wanted to do um, if I wanted to do a night shot on a camera. Of course a camera will do a better job because it's, it's physics, it's got a larger sensor, a bigger lens, like it'll just pull in more light. That's just the way it is. But do cameras have a smart way, like there is intelligent auto where you can tell it, just I want a photo and then it'll take its time to be able to take the shot. Phones just do that. That's just part of what they do. You just switch to night mode and you press and it'll hold on for whatever time it is. And then if it notices that it can't get a good stable shot, it'll literally just give you the first shot it took. That's what Huawei started doing. And so you always know that the photo will come out good. Whereas, you know, David Amell recently has been testing out film cameras and I'm like, God, no, I'm not going to go back to that. I'm not saying that I wouldn't do vinyl. It's great. But why? I can't carry a yeah. vinyl with me on the plane, you know? And so it's one thing that I keep at home. I have a vinyl player, I have vinyls, I have my really good cans and everything, and that's great to have. But the versatility of a smartphone today is amazing. It just well, isn't. okay. Did
0: you bring up? So this is the thing. Like, um, I don't know if you saw, did you see that video from The Verge? It was Dieter, and uh, of he course. basically. Oh, <laughs> of the XV1? yes there you go
1: how, how has that xv1 been for you by the way I, i'm really curious i want one so bad <laughs> i adore it to be honest
0: because it's just so this is this is where i wanted to kind of bring this because uh, it was right it was actually Jaime's idea for us to talk about the state of smartphone cameras i think it's a perfect example right now because something like the zv1 is sort of turning things on its head a little bit let's put it this way we have all of these people who are always saying i just want a phone with a good camera well Like Dieter said in that video, why don't you just get a good camera then? Because something like the ZV-1 is $600, which is the price that old phones used to be. (laughs) And it's cheaper than most good phones where you would probably buy it and realize that that $1,200 smartphone, in his case, it was the Xperia 1 II, which is $1,200, twice the price of the ZV-1. It's a great phone, but it might not be the camera you need or want. You got to really think about well uh it's, it's the um the thing is that the the whole thought right now should be that you got to figure out which camera actually gets the job done that you want done and you you just said it right now mm-hmm. we are in the world of terrible autofocus that's why this is an olympus camera right here is because its autofocus is impeccable i could put my hand in front of the camera and go like this and it's gonna smoothly get to me it's great like they they use the right autofocus Um, But then I still have the GH5 for B-roll. I rarely use a phone for my YouTube videos, but it is a good analog to have when you want to just get some quick things done, like IG stories or quick vlog shots if you're out and about. It's a great point. Um, And I I think that that might be one of the reasons why the iPhone is still so beloved as far as video content creation is concerned. Because, yeah, they just focus on each lens being effective at what it does. And... I still wouldn't get an iPhone for the work that we do. I still wouldn't use it. I actually admire you and Fisher for like using it for for B-roll and whatnot. I just wouldn't do that. But I would use the ZV1, and that's what I've been using because it's small, it's convenient, it has good enough features, and one of the most underrated features for the work that we do and for any video work in general is a built-in ND filter. That thing is amazing on the ZV1. <laughs> I oh love it.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, and is it a variable ND filter? No, it's not. But um, it cuts. En-
0: uh, but the thing is, it cuts enough so that you can get good enough settings. Like it might not be one over fifty like we would want for shutter speed, but it's very close to it. You're not going to be cranking it too hard, um, especially in broad daylight, which is usually the the situation
1: that we get stuck on. Um, so one of the main reasons why I want that ZV1 is one of the main reasons I don't like the GH5. Mm i love the gh5's versatility i love its color science i hate its weight yeah yeah. it is so heavy and so it's i'm so spoiled by the g85 i wish the panasonic would come up with a g85 that could do 4k at 60 Mm -hmm. because that little camera was 700 bucks with the kit lens and it was just good ibis Great video like some of my favorite videos I did with that camera And then I was like, oh, I'm gonna move up to the gh5 and it's gonna be so much better No, it's not. It's just I love the you know, the added ISO I love the added controls, but if I need to vlog with that gh5, I'm like, oh god It's so heavy and so it's the reason why I want that zv1 and so That the question is and this is probably a question that I'm gonna ask camera makers. Why does your camera need to be the size that it is? Mm. I, I get it that you have a legacy of DSLRs and so many things, but Sony is proof that their A lineup, their A7 lineup, has become so famous because they were able to fit a full-frame sensor with IBIS in that little body. And so that we need more of that. Can we have smaller cameras And can we get smarter software? I I feel so bad for Samsung ditching the Galaxy camera because a lot of people (laughs) don't know that Android was born as a camera operating system. That's true. That's what it was designed to do originally. And the only company that actually did it was Samsung. And I feel so bad because Samsung is one of those companies... That they're willing to experiment, they're willing to put money into their R and D, not just in do in trying it out, but into actually, you know, putting products out in the market. And I, you know, I, I think that this is probably a good like teaser over what's going to happen next week. That's actually part of the discussion of what's going to happen next week. It's it's literally the future of things, and and you know, but I I feel particularly that. We need, I'm not saying let's bring Android to cameras again. I probably, that wasn't, I don't know. Why not? Like, why can't Sony experiment with Android in the camera? Not from the perspective of of having, you know, the touchscreen and the controls. And like, I don't need to listen to MP3s on my damn camera. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't. But we do need smarter cameras. I We do need a large one-inch sensor like you have on that ZV-1. But powered by a smarter operating system. I was just about to like, get you know, this one but it's
0: in my bag outside, my bad.
1: <laughs> it, it's cool. Bring all, bring all your algorithms, bring all your sensor technology, bring that you know, variable zoom, real optic zoom, bring all that IBIS in there, but then throw in a Snapdragon chip. And give me it doesn't have to be android it could just be but it has to be something smarter because we my biggest my my biggest problem with cameras one is size the second honestly is just why are they like they're 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 just so clunky they are like they like their menus are very clunky and i'm look i'm looking at you sony the (sighs) only company that i feel has very good menus is panasonic And they have buttons for everything. So whereas in smartphones, you've been scaling back for buttons. Okay, this is what Panasonic gets right. They've got buttons for everything. They've even got a button that says mother right there. (laughs) Grandmother on the side. And then the auntie in the corner. Like they've got buttons for everything. And then you can turn every single dial into a button. And that's literally what you need. You want that level of practicality. And so I would dream of a camera that was smart... You know, and and the biggest problem, like, why would you want, I I get Dieter's point, and Dieter makes a point. Right now in the state of technology, I get it. That's where it is. Mm -hmm. Either you buy a really good camera and a phone. The problem with Dieter's argument, which I don't agree with, is how often are you going to be wanting to carry a camera? You probably will do it for, you know, and so we go back to why you want Android on your camera. What do you take photos for most? It's (laughs) called social media. And so, try sending a photo of yours from your GH five into your phone. Yeah, Bluetooth, it's a nightmare. Wi Fi, the app sucks. Well, it doesn't. Okay, the app is not as bad as it can be. It but- sucks. It sucks. <laughs> you have to launch the app, you have to connect to the camera, which means you disable Wi-Fi. You have to then select the photos. Like if you think about all the steps that are needed to for you to throw your photos from the camera to the phone, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It just is. And so it gets solved when you put Android on the camera. And That's then fair. you literally just hotspot into the phone. And then from the camera, you can do your edits and publish your damn thing. You get a little keyboard there and boom, that's that's it. That's true. Like Samsung did it. I I wish they would have continued.
0: Yeah, I'm into that. And um, it sounds also like, so the processing of something like, say, a Pixel... Like, if they were to add that level of processing onto a regular camera, people have been kind of saying this. I don't think that they've really, like, honed in on it. But, yeah, it's a good idea. Uh, But, yeah, just to clarify, uh, as far as camera apps go, the Panasonic one is the best, but they all suck, is the point.
1: They (laughs) Um, all. And, And so, which are the cameras that have been great, that we still regard today as great? Lumia 1020. Mm-hmm. Lumia 1020. It was a one, the, the same size sensor that you have on that ZV1 was on the Lumia 1020. Which no why don't company we put has one done any sensors can.
0: on phones. Like there was, Panasonic actually made one, know. but it never went anywhere. Um, it just didn't really. It never catch went anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. So here's the question then is like, so two questions here to, to end our episode uh, or, or to, 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 to to bring it home. First of all, these features that we're starting to see in phones like the Vivo, let's say, um, like, if we'll call special features like the gimbal camera, telescopic zoom, maybe extra processing if we were to throw the Pixel in the in the mix. Would you want to see f- features like that on an iPhone, which already has fundamentals that are great, but now it's starting to get a little weird? <laughs> like, that would be my first question. Uh...
1: Okay, so I think that, you know, we've seen companies experiment with ideas. Modularity. Yes. Um, So we've seen moment cases. We've seen so many things. I wish, and we've heard it for a while, I do wish that there were an accessory. Like, what if my iPhone had an accessory and this would have like a clamp? And there there are patents where you can screw things on this and stuff. Uh, where you literally clamp something in here, and so instead of it being a full camera that I'm carrying It's an accessory. Sony tried it. Sony had that like oh, yeah, clamp right. that you would put on the back of your phone And it, it looked was, like, like an actual lens. lens. Yeah <laughs> yeah, eh, No, like <laughs> yeah. I, I think that it, it can't be because the problem with the Sony one is it was an interchangeable I think it was an interchangeable e-mount. I don't know, but no. So what we need is a, a one-inch sensor with focusing capabilities that's what we need and so it would have to be like something that you could magnetically attach to the phone and we've seen it from Hasselblad with the whole you know with the whole Motorola Moto mod the problem with that Hasselblad is I don't know how Hasselblad was willing to snap their name on that thing because that thing was trash yeah that's that, bad. that 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 And so, and it was the size of a camera. We go back. It it was too big. It has to be something really small that is modular, you know, so you would need like some attach points here, some magnetic capabilities, and it would just like snap here or snap here. And it'll automatically, it would be a different sensor with zooming capabilities and That would be it Mm -hmm. like i feel that if you could bring an accessory like that like an old like an old you know we've seen it from olo clip we've seen it from from these companies the problem is these attachables are not really good they're they're fine they they, you know they're kind of cool but they're not really great and so i feel that we we if we could play with that like i would be totally willing to pay an extra like how much is a camera like a, a good point and shoot camera uh, shoot, you the, pay four hundred bucks. Is could, like, exactly, the ZV1 to six hundred. So, if you told me that that accessory, that accessory would cost me two hundred and fifty bucks, I'd rather pay that over a Magic Keyboard on an iPad. I would rather pay for that. And if you think about it, if they gave me something like that and it would be like universal. Like it it attaches to the 11 Pro. It attaches to the 11. It can work with an iPad. It could be like an attachment webcam for you to have something better than this trashy thing that I have a MacBook Pro right now, which is (laughs) bananas bad. It's like, it's literally shameful. It's shameful. This thing is 10 years old. It's it's older than one of my kids, for Christ's sake. Like, (laughs) That like if you could give me one accessory that could become a webcam, become an attachable to a phone, that would be killer. That okay. is what we need. So what? So in the landscape of what we have right now, because I know what my answer to this is.
0: Pick any combination, or you can pick a single thing or any combination of products. Like, what would be your go to sort of like camera setup on the go? You have your, you, you and I are actually advocates of wearing a bag on your chest. So, you know, man bag for the win. Oh,
1: <laughs> it's over there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: My, mine is over there, too. And, and the thing is, like, that's the reason why I say you can have a combination of products. Like, in my case, I would actually say ZV1 because it's video is great, but I would still go for a Pixel. I just, that, I'd still like the what comes out of a Pixel. I get that it might not be super unique compared to other phones at the moment, but I still like what a Pixel gives me. So for photos, I would still go for a Pixel and do a ZV1. Like, what would your combination be with what we have now?
1: No. With what we have now, I would stick to the GH5. It's just, there are. I would. It's just there are so many things that the GH5 does. Again, unless we get a smaller GH5, uh-huh. and it would be a GH5 and an iPhone 11 Pro with an Osmo. It's Dude, this is literally my setup. Like within that sling bag, that 6 liter is an iPad Pro in the back because mm-hmm. it's all, all that fits there. I actually, actually want that 10 liter. So that I can fit the I, you know, I've I've become so fond of that Galaxy Book Flex. So I want that twelve that ten liter just to fit the Flex in. It's a full blown computer. It's you know, it's got s you know, it's got the S Pen. So I've got One Note, everything. Um, fit my GH five in, and then literally on the other compartment, it would be and it's the GH five with the twelve to thirty five f two point eight, which is I was going to ask enough. which lens, yeah. Yeah, it would be the, that 12 to 35. I love that lens, dude. It's fully stabilized. It's, God, it's so versatile. It's, it's resistant eye aperture. And then in the other pocket, it would be my DJI Osmo, the, the, my Osmo Mobile, the three, the, the mm-hmm. current one that I'm currently using. And so it would be that gimbal with that camera and that computer in the back in my sling bag. And then, you know, I'd probably attach the, you know, the, the peak design tripod at the, at the bottom, which is what I currently have. That mm-hmm. is, dude, I did CES like that. That's, it's, that, that's literally how we did CES. Mm-hmm. That's how yeah. we did it. It was GH5. With the backup was an iPhone 11 on a gimbal. That's what it was. And then, the, okay. dude, Diego was carrying my, my Sony, my A6500. We never used it. We have a lot of B-roll from that A6500 that we never touched. I see. We just okay. didn't
0: yeah as well because like as far as like studio work goes i mean if i if i was truly honest this olympus right here is actually probably my favorite camera of all time like it's got it's got a lot of the stuff that i really enjoy including autofocus for the studio stuff yeah i agree with the gh5 but i'm just thinking like just for like the mobile user like the true
1: like someone who's just on oh, the go. it would be you know? the zv1 that's what i was it thinking. would be the zv1 um hands but- down Because the I I haven't tried it, so I I haven't tried it, so I I can't tell you if it's like, oh God, I'm so no, no, I haven't tried it. You're gonna need need to try it first. (laughs) That's the only thing. And that's the other problem, dude. And Mm -hmm. so I don't know what to tell you. I, I can tell you that that would be me right now. I do feel that Panasonic needs to come up with a GH6 that's on the G85 body, smaller lighter still weather sealed with the same lenses give me micro four thirds with that ibis 4k at 60 give me more buttons for controls and i'll be a happy guy i
0: i agree with you it's just historically it doesn't seem like did you see the new small camera they just came out with the thing is horrible no the g100 (laughs) it's it's the
1: worst
0: okay first of all you can't say it's a vlogging camera and then put a significant crop in 4k (laughs) <laughs> like that's the first thing you yeah. can't do. Yeah,
1: and which which was the other problem with the G eighty five? The crop in four K was horrible.
0: And then after uh, that, G one hundred, G one hundred, Panasonic, and it still got contrast autofocus. So we still have the worst autofocus uh, that the GH five has shown us. So,
1: but I agree oh, with you. I don't know about I, I don't know about you, but the design is just gorgeous.
0: The design's good. It's it looks nice. So classic. Small. Mm-hmm. It
1: looks Another so reason classic, why I love my Olympus. Like, ooh. but yeah yeah i love these i wish i wish the gh5 came out in silver like i'd love that camera in silver
0: yeah that'd be good uh but yeah before we get too far off the beaten path uh that would be our discussion on just sort of smartphone cameras in general and spurned on by the x50 pro which i'm sure i don't know when you predict your video will be out but um i mean obviously we'll have a video soon
1: i wanted it to go live this weekend dude i just i have i've had it too little I, i it arrived to me i believe on wednesday Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I have, we have so much in the pipeline for next week that I'm like, okay, no, I'll, I'll have to focus on the other things that we have. And then, and then once that's it, you know, I'll, I'll throw, I'll throw it in. I actually have I had a video with the Z flip and I'm still trying to see if I can complete it by tomorrow. Uh, just in my impressions after the buzz, cause dude, that new Z flip that's coming is going to make this thing look so bad. Oh Yeah. Yeah. I need to check. I haven't seen
0: the rumors on that.
1: 865 plus, 865 plus in copper color, full 5G, Um, literally all the limitations that this phone had are going to be addressed by that new one just a couple of months later.
0: Okay. Yeah. I hadn't seen any of the speculation or rumors on that, so I got to check that out. Um, All right. Cool. Yeah. Well... Um, aside from all of that look forward to everything that we're going to be doing uh, in the next month or so i mean we now know i mean obviously nord is about to happen on the 21st and then we have unpacked uh like a week or two after that so yeah. there's a lot coming up so make sure you follow everything i will talk about all of those links and all the places you can follow us in the outro starting now As I mentioned at the beginning of this uh, podcast, we have one more segment that will come up after this outro is completed. It's just us talking about our current situations in the wake of the pandemic and quarantine and COVID and all that. Uh, But yeah, with all of that in mind, and of course with Jaime's current situation in mind, uh, I just want to say take care of yourselves and each other. Do whatever it is you need to do to take care of one another, including wearing a mask, because for God's sake, we're all getting... Uh, affected by this, whether it's monetarily in terms of work, but more importantly, in terms of our health and our loved ones. And we all need to be able to be there for one another, uh, just like we're trying to be there for the people that we care about. You know where to find myself, Jaime, and Pocket now at large on social media and on YouTube. All of those links are in the show notes. So I'm not even going to go through all of that right now. I'm just going to implore you one more time, please take care of yourselves and each other, stay healthy, stay safe, and look out for one another uh, because, especially now, it's what we need the most in this world. We'll see you in our next episode. We have a very special one for you that we recorded a little while back. And uh, yeah, uh, we'll see you in the next one. The, is there any, uh, how many more days until, because she got tested, right? Like, how did that process go?
1: So she got tested. And the biggest problem here, and it's probably what I ranted on Twitter, is literally because, you know, it's it's one thing. There's so much incompetence in our governments where, where, for example, our government literally just stole $15 billion. Let's see. Is it? Yeah, I think it's billion. Yeah in buying portable like mo- mo- mobile hospitals and so it's this whole mess that's happening right now but the problem is the president owns the supreme court he owns pretty much whoever can accuse him and so it's right now it's the mess on the media and instead of buying medication which is what we need securing medication for you know securing ventilators these are the things that are needed right now yeah um, and so like for example it's it's just It's so sad to the other day I read on Twitter, this guy was literally tweeting at the president and he was like ranting off at him. And bear in mind, this is a guy that works for him, that works for the president, who tweeted out calling him everything you could think of because his father became sick. His father had just passed away, and the reason why the man passed away is because if you wanted to get in to the military hospital where our president was recently treated, you had to downpay fifteen thousand dollars in this third world country. Who's got fifteen thousand dollars to spare? Just here, take them. You know. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, you know, the things that are happening here. I think that these are just. We could get very political about this and I don't want to, but this is just proof of how incompetent our political systems are. And I'm not saying like it's it's just hilarious how people are like, well, if you're not a capitalist, then you're a communist. I'm like, dude, you, you're telling me that political systems that were that were designed 100 and some even 150 years ago. You're telling me that that's all we could come up with? <laughs> yeah. Like you're telling me that there's no way to improve on existing systems and come up with a fifth system, a new one, something that actually works for humanity, because this is clearly not working, where if, if you do, only if you have money, will you survive? Yeah. That, I'm sorry, is like, that is not the way it's supposed to be, because it's not like if you're told, oh, yeah, because you don't make this amount of money, you're not being taxed. I'm sorry, you're a human, you get taxed. Yep. And so to a certain degree, that taxation gives you rights. And that's, that's the way it is here, man. And so obviously, I'm glad. it's, it's the, the good thing is because my mother works in the hospital, in the public hospital. Here, it's all about who you know. If you know somebody in that hospital, you'll get treated. So obviously, that's the beauty of my mother. And it's a privilege to a certain degree that she can get treated. Mm-hmm. But then other people that don't have her luck... I don't know what to tell you, man, and yeah. so that's that's literally the way things are here.
0: Yeah, it's 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 crazy, and like there's almost like, again, we're not trying to get too political, but I just want to be able to just no. I want to put a remark out there because I get emails from certain like news publications. It's my way of keeping up with the news, and aside from our administration here in the U.S. taking the medical data and taking it away from the CDC, and now it's like you're giving it to the
1: government now. It's like, okay, no, we're officially that's... out of info. <laughs> like, I'm... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But that is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. But governments are designed. It's even a capitalist principle that governments are designed to not do that kind of thing. Like yeah. there are controls that don't allow complete power by one of the powers of the system. And mm-hmm. the main reason why is because this is the only way to make governments accountable. So how can you make the government accountable? This is strict populism. It is, is strict out of the communist playbook, if we're going to be honest about it. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's just it's really, really bad. That's yeah. that's not the way information should be controlled.
0: Yeah. And um, oh, even on top of that, I got can- I got an email earlier today that said, again, breaking news from, in this case, New York Times, um, In order to provide monetary relief across the board, they might actually stop the funding for testing and for medical services that were originally put in place when this pandemic started. And it's like, where is everyone's head at right now? Like, we've, we've, you know, where
1: it's at, Hmm. it's at elections. Yes. That's where it's at. It's very true. That's where it's at. And it's and see, this is one of the main reasons why in this country, it's funny because the the constitution of this country was pretty much written by the United States. (laughs) It was uh, back in the day. And, you know, I I am a very close friend to one of the to the person, literally the person that wrote it. Uh, He eventually ran for president. My dad's a really good friend of the guy. Um, And he was telling us just one of the main reasons why reelection in this country is not allowed. Well, Technically, it's not, but the current president figured out a way to get in, um, is because mainly countries manipulate systems in order to get reelected. Mm-hmm. And so, instead of people focusing on doing their job, they're focusing on getting reelected. And this is good and bad. It could help you make good decisions because you want people you want to get reelected, and so you you'll start doing good things during that period. The problem is what happens when information when what happens when you're incompetent and information is against you? Yeah, you start. Well, not really cheating, but like you
0: start playing the the system. Yeah, it's basically cheating. It is cheating.
1: It is basically cheating. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. You know, and so I I, am honestly, I'm very disappointed. Very, very disappointed. But, you know, a lot of people will, a lot of people will fight you over your opinions about this, but they will if they don't have a vested interest or if they have a vested interest, I think is the right word. Because, you know, people don't see it the same way unless somebody they love gets sick. Yep. That's, That's just the way it is. You you are in denial and you live this sort of, you know, sort of uh, you live in this utopia unless somebody you care about gets sick. Yeah. And when they do, I've already lost two close friends to this pandemic. Um, other close friends uh, of ours have, have been sick. Some of them have not been able to recover. Like I, I know of a specific friend who even if she recovered, she's still using an inhaler permanently um and and which she didn't have to before and so this is what it is, guys. This, you know, you can live in denial all you want. But I even tweeted out today. I don't know if you saw my tweet, but it was literally, I saw it on LinkedIn where it was like, it, it was giving you perspective of how this new generation just does not know what they're dealing with. Where it was just like, if you were born in the 1900s, you had to see World War One. Oh, yeah. You had to see the, the Spanish flu. You had to see, you had to see all like World War II, like by the time you were 70, you had already seen at least 100 million people die mm-hmm. within that period of time. And so it's hilarious when people today are complete brats and complain about wearing a mask. Yeah. Oh, I can't breathe. Oh, it hurts. I'm like, come on, stop being a child. Yeah. And and then I get I get responses like, yeah, well, it's proven that if you wear a mask 24-7, it's bad for your health. I'm like... Are you really that idiotic to wear a mask 24 hours in a day like you sleep with the mask? Yeah. You go to the bathroom with the mask? You shower with the mask? You spend the rest of your day in your house with the mask? It's like, come on, man. Use your common sense. It's only when you go out. Yep. If you're sick, be sick yourself. If you don't want to get sick or you don't want to contagion people, that's it's just this is logical stuff, dude. And it's like if we're we're stripping people of their rights, I'm like, come on. Like, seriously? I've been ranting over
0: and over to people that we both know on Telegram. Like, it's basically, okay, I'm not the type to jump on Twitter and just start, like, ranting and just spewing out everything that's angry in my head. I actually kind of know better than that. So I use our Telegram chats as (laughs) soundboards, and I just start ranting like crazy. And it's that particular thought right there that pisses me off the most. And it's like, I've actually gotten to the point um, that I I am going to wear a mask, but I actually got a... Um, it's not an N95 mask, but it's close to that level. So it's at the point now Mm -hmm. where I'm wearing a mask to help other people, but I'm also going to get a mask that protects me because of all of the people who just refuse to wear a mask. And it's crazy that this is, this is the big problem of our time right now. This is how we're starting 2020. We're going to look back in the history books and they're going to say people fought over wearing a mask. And every other country is literally going, why? (laughs) Like, what's the problem here?
1: You know? Dude, but it's just—it depends. Again, I have one of my really close friends who lives in another city. He—he's a sales guy, Uh, and he, you know, his his job. Listen to this story. His job comes and is like, okay, you have to pick between your job or your life. Like, if but if you don't have a job, you're not going to have a life. They made him go back to work. (laughs) They made the guy go back to work. He comes here for three weeks. And so he's a sales guy. He sells meats and so many other things. And so he would come over, make the sales, and then the truck would come over to drop things off. By the way, this is the friend that's sending me the medication for Ah. my mom. You want to know why he's sending me the medication? Why? You want to know why? Because he came out positive. Oh. (laughs) He was here last Thursday positive and the you know like he was coming every thursday to do his sales and then last thursday he was here and what he would usually do was go out get us some food and then come over here and eat because there's no place to eat you can't go into a restaurant here and so he comes over he sits down and we would always keep our distance like i would sit in the couch back there he would sit in the dining table which is all the way across And we would, you know, we would talk. I would wear my mask while he would eat. And as I was making a joke, the guy starts laughing and he starts coughing, like dry cough. And I'm like, I'm like, Roger, are you sick? And he's like, yeah, but it's, you know, it's a regular flu. It's nothing. I'm like, dude, are you serious? He's like, well, yeah, I've been feeling a little weird. I'm like, dude, I, I literally put the money on it. Like, I was like, dude. Go get checked. Yeah. Just go get checked. And so he told me that he had actually gotten checked before, um, and he, you know, he was negative. Now he go gets, goes get checked again. He's positive. And so thankfully today he is clean. He's fine. And I'm really, I'm really appreciative of him for you know helping me out get this medication. And he's been one of my friends for 25 years. But I'm like, dude. Yeah. Stay at home if you're sick, but what happens when you have situations like what's happening right now, when people are being forced to choose between a job and their life, like teachers right now with this whole thing of having teachers go back to school? I'm yeah. like, no, that one is rough. No, if- I, I hear
0: that teachers are just they're they're actually where where before they never had a will, they they have wills now because they're just expecting. That it's gonna be done, uh, that their lives are over. And here in California, thank goodness our governor was just like, no, like, distant schools, online learning, that's what we gotta do. We have to protect all all of our
1: people as much as possible. And I have to tell you something, dude. I told you I went back to college, right? And I'm taking some classes. Yeah. Dude, like, the online system of my school here is state of the art. It is, I am impressed. Mm -hmm. No Zoom calls, like, they give you your work, you follow up. We do Zoom calls once a week just to, you know, go through certain things. The examining system is, like, fantastic. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) I used to hate my school before. I was there, (laughs) you know, 15 years ago. But I'm like, whoa, you guys have really, really, this system is really good. It's made by this company in Spain. And I am really impressed. And so, I'm sorry. Um, You know, my son, uh, he, he... he, he studies in Florida, and uh, probably one of my concerns is, like, what's going to happen? And he's like, dude, I don't know. Uh, and I'm like, if you have the opportunity to not fly back, you will stay. You know, for one thing, I saved nearly six grand in room and board. <laughs> but then the other, it's like, like come on, man. Yeah. Like, th- why am I going to risk my kid? I'm sorry, I can't go buy my kid at a grocery store. I can't just go replace his lungs mm-hmm. at, the, at the local store. It doesn't work that way. By the way, this was a phrase of one of my best friends who was a singer who used to be a chain smoker and then quit because then he realized, he's like, you know, I can't really go to Macy's to buy a pair of lungs. <laughs> so I've decided that if this is the way that I'm going to make a living, that I might as well yeah. protect myself, take care of myself. And so it's the same thing. Like if you, if this is your tool to be you, why would you want to risk it over the stupidity of thinking that you are above, like, being above the law or being above health? Yes. Like or ab- why? above above, like why? your fellow man, even, on, a, on the like simplest why? level. Dude, dude, one of my closest friends who passed away was 46. 46. Hmm. He wasn't 80. He wasn't 90. He spent four days with that thing done Mm -hmm. 46 he was six years older than me i'm sorry you know i'm sorry but i i you know when people are like that like and it's fine if 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 some people are lucky you know some people have better genetics some people were not asthmatic when they were kids like in his case josh you're diabetic you know one of my biggest concerns was you know, right now with my friend being here, I'm like, and we we had a back and forth on the phone and I'm like, and he's like, you're going to be okay, buddy. You're healthy. I'm like, you don't understand. I'm not worried about me. My son's mother is a diabetic mm. and my son was with me the day after you left. And so it's not about me, dude. Yeah, It's about what are, what am I going to do? Like, how can I protect her? Or how can I protect my grandfather who's 86 or my mother who's 59 or her husband who's a chain smoker who obviously wasn't prepared for a pandemic? You know, it's like he, he was living the typical life where our societies try to sell us things like cigarettes and and jewels and, and and vapes because that's the lifestyle thing. And now I love when I walk out the street and I see people running on the street like I've never seen before. This has developed a health conscious that's insane. Yep. around people just people realizing and and by the way i'm thinking that we should do the podcast and (laughs) then you should leave this like after like throw this cut at the end
0: (laughs) totally fine i'm I'm totally down for that i actually love that we're able to talk about this because honestly there's a lot that that's the reason why us recording these podcasts every week is important for anybody involved is because it allows us to actually
1: voice out these things and yeah, no, and, 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 and I'm totally for I'm, I'm totally for leaving it. It's just I don't think people are going to join for something <laughs> political. So I mean, we could, we could start the topic with the podcast and then, you know, you could cut and be like, this is actually how we started. And if you're interested in what's going on and the way we think about it, here it is. At the
0: Yeah, end. just our, our sound boards, basically. It's just it's just our venting boards, um, which I'm totally yeah. fine with. I'm, I'm totally into it. Um, so did you have a final thought you wanted to add on to there? And then I'll get into our main topics.
1: Um, I've never been a political person. My dad, you know, ran for mayor a few times. He, uh, he was very close to politics and my father is really disappointed with politics. He's really disappointed with the way things are being handled. And one of the main reasons is because he's like, if I were working, if like, if these people from the government would be working for me, they'd be fired. They would be fired. And it's true. It's the same thing for me. I was I had ha- high managerial positions in my two previous jobs and it's the same thing. If the current government officials of a lot of governments were to be working for me, they'd be fired. And the main reason why Josh is because in life, you know, I love one of the one of the companies that I loved working for most was UPS because I love a company that does not believe in excuses. They have one simple goal. Service on time that's it yeah but the amount of logistics that needs to happen for that to be achieved you have no idea how much money goes into and how much logistic goes into putting that package next day air. If I, like the other day I did a paper for, for college and, and I started writing down everything that we needed to do to get things done. And they're like, pick a company. And I'm like, well, oh, I've got one, <laughs> you know, a perfect, a company that really is accountable for what they do. Mm-hmm. And dude, like I, I started writing down everything that we did. And then I realized that I'm like, my God, it's just that excellence, excellence. Re- it's a process. Yeah. It's, it's a task. It's very difficult for you to be great. Greatness is not easy. And only great people, people who actually put in the hard work in proactivity. You know, the, the Obama administration left the pandemic system that was closed. This country here, Honduras, had nothing. Um, you know, when you're excellent, you don't sit down in front of people and try to make it sound like if nothing's going on. Or you don't sit down in front of people and try to act like if it's normal. You, so you, fr- don't try to excuse your, you don't try to excuse yourself saying that what you're doing is greater that the numbers are great. When like how like how can you you know what that's called? That's called lying. Yes, that exactly. is lying. It is how like I'm sorry if I would lie in front of my mother, she'd slap me. Yep. That's the way I was brought up. This is the way we were raised. We, it's literally we, we, the we same thing. Not be allowed to
0: give excuses. It's literally the same thing as like. If I were to, if I were to get an F on a report card, it's me saying, "Well, if you didn't make me take that class, I wouldn't have gotten that F." You know, <laughs> like it's so dumb, and that's literally exactly. what, it's literally what our administration is doing right now. And that's that's the most that's the infuriatingly frustrating part
1: about it all is just that. And, and uh, trust me, it's not. And it's not just your administration. It's like oh, Many countries do. Yeah. It is of many countries, and if anything has, and if it's, we go back to this, what I said initially, this is proof of how incompetent our systems are. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but you know, we, we have another saying in Latin America. You know, when the, you see, in English, you say if the shoe fits, but 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 it, it, you, the United States gives it a different connotation. Where if something fits, you get it. No, over here we see it as if the shirt fits, meaning. Is the shirt too big for you? Meaning, are you too small for the task? Mm. Or are you big enough to fit the task? That's how we see it, that's how we say it. And so here we have that saying, Le queda grande la camiseta, the the, the shirt is too big for the guy. Yeah. And that's what I can say about our government here in Honduras, that's what I can say about many authorities. Where you've got you know amazing people like Dr. Fauci predicting what was going to happen and telling people what to do globally, mm. such a beautiful man. And then you've got other people trying to undermine him, and all the while you see the graph going like this. And I'm like, and so what are you going to do? You're going to control the numbers down the graph? Really? That's yeah. what you do? Can't you just do your job? Like I I don't know if you ever saw that movie Fury, uh, you know the 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 tank movie, Brad Pitt. Uh, no, I didn't uh, see it. Oh, my God, you have to watch that movie. So there's the scene literally where, you know, it was a hard movie. It's very grotesque. But there's one where if the shooter at the front was not doing his job, all, the whole tank was compromised. Mm. And so I would love when they would be like, just do your job. Just do what you're here for. Just get it done. Just that. I don't want to hear excuses. I just want you to do your job. If you can't do your job, I've got an idea. I could totally do it for you. I'll do it for free. Mm. That's the way I feel. That's the way my dad feels. That's the way everybody feels here. It can you can't really be that incompetent. Yeah. And then you know a, a lot of people are like, yeah, but it's a pandemic. You can't control it. I'm like, well, the Taiwanese government, the you can control Korean your
0: response to it.
1: The Singapore government, mm-hmm. all these governments, Germany right now, they're all proving that when you have true leadership, you know, free of excuses you can actually get the job done mm-hmm. yeah speaking of, okay
0: this is how i'll end this particular bonus segment um <laughs> i'm actually like i'm actually like a day or two away you just mentioned germany i i think i am actually going to respectfully decline the invitation personally i think i have to honestly i am i am too much at risk okay. and at the same time there's literally no predicting what's going to happen will our ban be lifted by then will our numbers go down will their numbers go up like we have no idea so I think in my case, but
1: that, you know, when when they decided to make that invitation, it was at a time when everything was going, was getting, was going down. And so yeah. I don't think they were prepared for what's going on right now. I do believe that it's not going to happen, Josh. I do want to go. I think you should respectfully decline. Yes. You're, you're a diabetic buddy. I, you know, I, if anything, I, I would tell you as, as because of the love I have for you as a friend I think that it's not worth it for you to put yourself at risk.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Too. I feel,
1: I feel that, I feel that that's just the way it is. Like, if anything, you're one of the people that really should just stay home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm, you know, I, obviously, as I told them in my response, like, if you, if the conditions are met, great. My biggest problem is there are no direct flights to Berlin from here. I would have to fly through a few countries to get there, and I really doubt that that's gonna happen yeah it's not it's just one way. band that has to be lifted for me, it's a few, uh whereas you could make one domestic flight to Newark and then connect. I can't like I have to fly into in most probably either through uh any of the countries in Latin America or go through the United States, and that's just yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen
0: yeah I think I think that's that's what's gonna happen. so if you end up finding a way to get there, you and Issa can probably hang out because she's going to still accept <laughs> um but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's not going to accept but she's not confident that she'll still be able to go but she'll accept the invitation
1: it's just so. it, like for isa it's the same thing like how many countries is she's gonna ha- is she gonna have to fly through to get there exactly
0: so we'll see what happens um all right cool well i'm gonna <laughs> i'll just let the music play at this part because it was a bonus part um all right, so Jaime back on the show, uh, and we had to sort of schedule things out a little bit. We had to like change things up a little bit, because next week we have a very special episode for you, so you're going to want to make sure to uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, maybe a little later we'll tease it. But uh, in any case, uh, we, <laughs> we started out doing a check-in as usual, and then it turned into a 25-minute discussion about our current states and how we are doing, how the pandemic is affecting us, and then a little bit of political talk, not necessarily political but just our reactions to stuff in the political world um so yeah i'm gonna put that at the end of the episode because i think it's still a good conversation for everyone for everyone to have once in a while and certainly jaime and i don't get the chance to talk about that stuff too often until we get onto a podcast